0: back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back.
1: Uh, now it's time for the man that we have been talking about for the entire show, Doug Ford, the new leader of the Progressive Conservatives, joins us. Hi, Doug. Hi, Libby. How are you doing? Fine. Congratulations. Well, thanks so much, Libby. Okay. Well, by now, everyone is familiar with the drama and the tumultuous problem plague process that preceded your victory. When I spoke to you less than a week ago, you weren't even sure you would accept the results. So when did you realize that you had won?
2: I guess uh, basically a few minutes before I did the, the press conference. Uh, they were going back and forth, and uh, I, I guess uh, there was uh, some questions that uh, Christine had. But uh, more importantly, Zivia, I'm so happy that Christine's on board. She's going to play an instrumental role in our government, along with Caroline and Tanya and the rest of the MPPs and candidates that we have. And we just have a great uh, group of people, and we just can't wait to uh, get the city, uh, sorry, not city, the city (laughs) and the province, I should say, back on track. Uh,
1: Now, you ran the campaign uh, focusing on grassroots, uh, versus the elites, and it has only been 48 hours, it, it sort of seems to me that uh, your focus since winning has been on on getting those people on, on side. Um, you prioritize speaking with big corporate-owned media that you often criticize, and, and the people inside the party, the power brokers, that you said didn't want you, seem to be trying, um, I would say, to moderate your image. Is that the strategy for the election?
2: Well, I, I've never heard they're trying to moderate my my image. I'm not going to change my image. I am who I am, and and that's that's why people elected me, and that's why we're going to have the a super majority coming uh, this coming uh, election on um, uh, June the seventh. So we, our parties together, uh, reached out to uh, vast majority of all the MPPs and and uh, majority of the candidates. Everyone's on side. They're really excited, and uh, we're going to take on Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals. We're going to turn this province around and make it the most prosperous region to do business, um, and in North America.
1: The people that uh, I, I've talked to, kind of a broad section, and and the message seems to be from uh, people who supported all candidates is uh, is kind of um, don't worry about Doug Ford. He's you know he's not the firebrand you think he is. Is is that like are we going to see a uh, gentler Doug Ford?
2: I think I'm always gentle. The only time I'm not gentle uh, would be is when uh, the government's stealing money from the taxpayer. And all the special interests and all the ins- political insiders, political establishment, when they're getting sole source deals and they're feathering the nest and lining their pockets full of the taxpayer's money, uh, absolutely, they're going to be jumping up and down and and uh, going after these people because I'm there to protect the uh, the people, no matter if they're the grassroots people or there to pe- protect everyone from, from uh, the, the taxes that we've seen in this province. Uh, it's, it's not sustainable.
1: Uh, you, you've been called a populist. Would you describe yourself that way?
2: Well, I don't know about the populist. All I know is, uh, you know, when I was on the road, we had packed houses that we'd never seen before in these towns. So they tell me, and uh, more importantly, there was people that were lifelong NDP, lifelong liberal members, uh, people that were disenfranchised from the PCs, for 20 years that have come back and uh, they, they're telling me they have faith in me, they're voting for me uh, even uh, people are saying I've been an NDP lifelong member but I'm voting for you, not necessarily the party, so uh, I encourage everyone to, to come on board uh, it's a big tent we have lots of room for NDP, Green and Liberal and NPCs
1: Yeah, I mean th- there are people who I mean, there was just a poll that says the opposite that there are people who who don't like you and but they might vote for the party just the same are you sure I'll, I'll, take that.
2: The- I'll take i'll take that vote but <laughs> uh the more opportunity i have to meet people uh i think the better it is and uh i don't believe in polls polls are for dogs and, and the only poll that counts uh is on election day
1: are you going to be changing the platform
2: we are going to be changing the platform we're going to uh, simplify it we're going to focus on reducing the size and cost of government, creating uh, good-paying jobs, uh, reducing wait times in hospital, and uh, making sure we fix our health care system. We're going to go through the curriculum of the education system, and we're getting uh, rid of that nasty carbon tax and uh, reducing hydro rates. Those are the issues people are talking about, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to the grassroots people that haven't had a voice over the last 30 years, and uh, we're going to be their voice.
1: Uh, basically, you've been asking voters to trust that you're going to find efficiencies uh, to pay for all those things. Um, I think people want to see a fully-costed platform. Is that going to be coming?
2: Yes, it will be. Uh, it will be, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Every place I've went to, and I've crisscrossed this province to every town, every city there is, uh, probably more than once. And uh, what well, I'm hearing right now is when I ask the people, uh, do you think we can find four cents on the dollar, Uh first reaction is everyone laughs. and The second reaction is that's only four cents. So we'll start off with four cents and uh, we'll go from there.
1: Uh, I remember you mentioning at one point uh, during a discussion of the minimum wage, uh, saying that you don't think people making 14 bucks, which is the current minimum wage, should pay taxes. Is that in that platform?
2: Yes, it is. So anyone making $30,000 or less, they're going to pay 0% tax. They're going to have $160 back in their pocket. Uh, what's happened is uh, over 50,000 jobs have been lost already. I think it's going to jump up to over 100,000 jobs, and uh, people are frustrated. Many people told me, "Doug, I'd rather have a job than no job at all." And I said, "You're going to keep that job. You're going to make sure that uh, it sticks at $14." But I'm not going to gouge you like Kathleen Wynne gouged you. As your your uh, hourly pay jump from 11 and change up to 14, who's making the money? The Liberal government's making the money. I take a different approach. If you really want to help people, put money back in their pocket like I'm doing. $160 a month uh, tax-free is going to go a long way.
1: Uh, I was just talking to uh, Deb Matthews, and of course, uh, what they're saying about the platform as it exists now, they're saying uh, it's going to result in 8 to $9 billion of cuts and, and 40, about 40,000 uh, public service jobs uh, lost. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you dispute that.
2: Well, I I, I laugh when I hear the Liberals uh, tell Doug Ford about the finances. Uh, I'll tell you, that's like telling Santa Claus how to get down the chimney. It's uh, unbelievable that uh, they would even have the gall to to try to uh, question finances uh, when they've made this province a total mess. Most indebted region in the entire world, $311 billion. $12 billion a year in servicing our debt. They're just tacking on another $8 billion in the deficit. They should bury their heads in the sand. They should be embarrassed. They're killing this province. They've killed it. Um,
1: before we get to the phones and we're getting there momentarily, um, what, what's your take on the the threat of uh, Andrea Horvath maybe coming up the middle?
2: Well, you know something, uh, we saw what happened under the NDP uh, government in this province. Uh, people have long memories. They remember the disaster it turned into and And then to top it off, we had to face the Liberals for 15 years and they destroyed this province. 300,000 jobs have left this province. That's, uh, you know, that's unacceptable. We're going to bring jobs back into the province. We're going to make this the most prosperous region in North America to do business in. And uh, we're going to bring prosperity back to the people, finally.
1: Okay, uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Chris in Toronto. Hi, Chris.
3: Oh, hello. Hi, Chris. Hi, hello, Mr. Ford. Uh, I know that you've been a champion for small businesses, and
2: I've heard that you say Ontario is open for business and you want
3: to get rid of the elites that monopolize every business opportunity. If elected, do you plan to do what your party has done in Manitoba and allow small business owners to apply to open retail stores to sell cannabis? Or will you continue to allow Ontario to be run by government monopoly that only benefits a small group of companies run by Liberal Party insiders?
2: Uh, see i like that jeez you should be running for the for office i like that it's about the market the market should dictate you have to understand we're going down a path we haven't been down before with the uh, legalization of marijuana but i've always had the same belief. let the market dictate why should why should certain retailers uh have a monopoly on this and other retailers uh, get pushed to the side so yeah. i'm a big proponent of the uh, free market i'm a big proponent of uh, making sure everyone uh, is on the same playing field. So I think, uh, I think I'm think i pretty clear on my answer on that one.
1: So are you going to uh, scrap then what the Liberals have done? Is that a done deal? Well,
2: you know, to be, to, to be fair, uh, I've been, uh, been the leader for probably a little yeah. over 48 hours, probably a little longer, maybe 50, 60 hours. Uh, we're sitting down, we're reviewing it. I'm meeting with uh, caucus members. I'm talking to caucus members. I want to get uh, their input. But I've always campaigned and I've always been a believer of getting the government out of our lives and and getting the nanny state out of our lives and the liberal ideology we've been under for the last 15 years. And let the people decide. Let the people decide. Let the market dictate. And uh, I'm a strong believer the market always dictates and puts us in the right direction.
1: Okay. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank
2: you,
4: Chris.
1: Okay. Let's go to uh, Margaret in Thornhill. Hello, Margaret. Oh, hi. Uh, good morning, hi, good afternoon. Uh, hi, Mr. Ford. Hi,
4: Margaret. Uh, congratulations for winning the um, uh, leader of the uh, PC party. I wish you, you well, and be strong, and listen to the voices of people. Yes. Uh, what I want to ask you is, when Mike Harris was uh, premier of Ontario, I believe, 10 or 11 years ago, he closed up about six hospitals. Now, there's a hospital on Finch and Bath is a Branson, very highly, mm-hmm. po- highly prop- populated area, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very, very important for it to be open like uh, they closed all the wards and even the uh, um, walk-in uh, clinic, just the mm-hmm. machines are going. Are you, if you become the premier of Ontario, like to open these hospitals rather than build them all for the care of people and give us the best care with doctors and nurses and um, avoid waiting periods and things like that. We need it so badly.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree 100%. And Margaret I will answer this uh, pretty direct. I don't believe in closing hospitals. Uh, If we're going to rebuild a brand new one on the same site, well, I'm I'm okay with that. But closing hospitals is uh, not... not, uh, not that I, what I want to do, and even further, Margaret. I believe in getting the healthcare professionals, the doctors that have been under attack by mm-hmm. the liberal mm-hmm. government for years, and the nurses get their input. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. having uh, Dr. Ruben Devlin. He uh, built the first uh, digital hospital in North America, Humber River Hospital.
3: Humber, and River, he's yeah. going to be
2: heading up my health uh, health team. And uh, he's a great doctor. But I'm going to have other doctors, some of the best doctors mm-hmm. in the world, Margaret, are going to be on my team. And they've okay. committed already, and I, I look forward to getting their input because no one knows it better than, than the doctor's.
4: Okay. Uh-huh. Even mm. if we have to bring them in from other countries. Good we doctors, Like my brother was a surgeon, and he went to the States, and uh, he worked there, became colonel in the Army and everything else. He worked so hard. He was a great doctor. We need some great professionals here. Okay. And, uh, for
1: okay, the people, Margaret. For the best of the people.
4: You know? Thanks yes, a lot. Uh, another Thank thing I want
1: nice. to ask you something. Thanks, Margaret. And uh, I want to interject there. We have great doctors here. We really do. <laughs> I don't think the United States has anything on us and the talent uh, of our doctors. Uh, Doug, home care, uh, do you have any idea how to fix that mess?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if we're talking the same thing, Levy. but I, I call it for elder care, yep. uh, for seniors. Uh, yep. Absolutely. that system's broken. The seniors built this province, built this country. Uh, not only we're going to focus on uh, elder care we're going to focus on the number one issue I'm, I'm hearing um is is dental so we're going to take care of the dental for for seniors uh the, the cost is uh, over the moon and they can't afford it uh, they're, they're having problems even paying their heating bills not to mention taking taking care of their their dental work so that's a big issue we have to find affordable uh housing for for seniors as well i've heard a lot of people having put a second mortgage on their house, or we're basically just selling their house, because they can't afford the, the taxes and the, and the hydro bills and the, and the maintenance. Uh,
1: yeah, those are, those are all issues uh, that are very important to us here, as I am sure uh, that you know. And uh, home care, uh, you know, right now the hospitals are bottlenecked, because there no, are people there, they have nowhere to go. Uh-huh. And uh, there's also uh-huh. an issue with long-term care.
2: Yeah, I think there's opportunities there, um, and, and saving costs too. We, we sh- you know, we should have proper home care and and elder care. And if they can't stay at home, we should have facilities. Uh, you know, the most expensive place to take care of anyone right now is in the hospitals, and that's uh, what I'm hearing from the doctors. And we can give equal or better uh, uh, care to seniors um, uh, in other other areas.
1: Okay, let's go to uh, Julius in Scarborough.
5: Julius, how are you, my Hello. friend? Hi, Hello. Hi, Julius. Oh, a pleasure to speak to you, Mr. Premier, in waiting. Oh. Oh, thank you. Mr. Ford, the, uh, one second.
1: <laughs> Julius? i <laughs> Ju- Uh-oh. I'm here, I'm okay, here. Okay, go ahead.
5: Um, my question, Mr. Ford, is uh, uh, in the paper this morning, the city's facing a $1.4 billion budget gap, right?
3: Yes,
5: and uh, we have a provincial uh, major debt in the province and major debt federally. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long can we go on before we hit a wall like New Zealand did in '88, which I always go back to? Mm-hmm. Uh, and your credit card is uh, fully uh, burnt out, and we can't get more credit. When when are the money international money boys going to come after us and say no more uh, lending? When, when are we is- going to hit a wall on this, and who's going to address it? Yeah, Julius, you, you nailed this
2: right uh, right on the head here. I said, and I'm not going to jump into the city, but I said over and over again, uh, the city's being mismanaged. Uh, we're going to have over a billion dollars of debt, and everyone was ignoring me, Julius, but you you obviously were paying attention. But sure enough, when we had a surplus down there and all, all the reserves were full, uh, he's done a terrible job financially, our, our mayor. I'll tell you that right now, and it's proven. Secondly, uh, with uh, all the debt in the province, as I've said, we're $311 billion in debt, another $8 billion deficit. You need responsible government. You need someone that has principle to go in there, make the changes, start respecting the taxpayers, and reducing the cost of, of the government. I'm gonna do it. I did it, in, uh, did it at the city, and by the way, I always qualify that it wasn't just Doug Ford, it was Mike Grant, Doug Halday, a good group of us mm-hmm. down there to reduce taxes. And, and uh, if we don't, this is not sustainable. And I, I don't know who we're kidding here. I've been saying it and saying it. And, uh, you know, the likes of the Toronto Star, they, they really don't care for $100 billion or
5: $300 billion in debt. It doesn't even phase them. Yeah, I, I was just going to mention that. The media doesn't seem to uh, work these stories too often. They don't, uh, no, they don't. They let it go.
1: Oh, Cheer okay. With, they, they don't.
5: They just uh, want to ignore it and just keep pushing their, uh, leftist, uh, you know, ideology.
1: Okay, My, my uh, final comment, if uh, I may. Well, there, there are people waiting, Julius. If so. wind
5: gets back in, God forbid, she will uh, cut, 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 and cut.
1: Okay, Julius. Thanks for that. Um, speaking of the city, Doug, have you been in touch with John Tory? I know that he reached out to you. Yes,
2: yeah, so over over a text. We haven't talked uh, personally yet.
1: And uh, how do you foresee uh, that relationship? Should you be successful?
2: Well, it's a good relationship. I talked to John. I've seen at events. Um, you know, I shook his hand the other day at an event in front of everyone. I said I got to hold on to his hand because if I let go of his hand, it will be right in your pocket, taking your money. <laughs> and I'm not shy. I'm not shy to say it in front of him or behind him. At the end of the day, all levels of government have to be more responsible, and uh, that, that's what it comes down to. I'll, I'll tell John. I've walked a mile in John's shoes. I understand the pressures, but he has to be a lot more responsible than he has been. And I predicted it before I even knew this was coming. I predicted it as I talked to you on the phone and numerous times, and your listeners. I said we're going to be in a crisis in Toronto, and sure enough, sure enough, in less than four years, we're in a crisis. When we had a surplus, we had the reserves full, we paid down our debt. Now it's just gone. It's just gone backwards. And enough's enough. People are, are sick and tired of being taxed to death by all three levels of government.
1: Okay. Well, uh, there, there are people at the city level who, of course, uh, dispute your numbers, but um, we'll get to that another time. Let's uh, talk to John in Oshawa. Hello, John. Hi, how are you? Fine.
3: How are you doing, John? Great, thanks. I'd like to say congratulations to the Ontarians, never mind yourself, because it's, it's congratulations to us that you're stepping up for us. Thank you.
2: Oh, thank you, John.
3: All right. You- so uh, my wife works in health care, but I want to My expertise might have been more towards uh, electrical. So I just left Bala, where they're destroying the center of town there with a dam. But also, I worked in the city of Toronto, where people have said to me, why would they put tracks in the middle of a good street? And And the overhead wires there and the four feet of concrete everywhere, why wouldn't there just be electric buses in place of that?
1: I, it said here you wanted to talk about windmills, John. So are you asking about streetcars? Is that the oh, question?
3: I'm staying with electrical because Bala was to damn the, dam, the streetcars. But, okay, windmills is um, uh, another uh, aspect of destroying the countryside for inefficient electricity. And yeah. I think the the emails on the Samsung deal on the windmills would be worse than the gas plant because it was originally $7 billion with the windmills.
2: And that was a sole, John, that was a sole-source deal. That's what we're stopping at the province. Sole-source deal to, uh, to Samsung. Those wind turbines were actually paying more to have them there, being subsidized, than what they're worth. And the Bala, I was actually up the Bala, John, and I, I met a whole bunch of folks up in Bala. That's, that's a perfect example why our hydro rates are so high. They, they would be building that dam, getting electricity, and not even using it. That, that's what kills me. They wouldn't even be using it. All these Bay Street boys and are, are gals, are, they're making billions of dollars off the backs of the hard-working taxpayers. Oh, you know, the party with the taxpayers' money, my friends, are over. We're going to start respecting the taxpayers. We're going to start holding all these uh, bureaucrats accountable and making sure we stop the sole source deals and feathering each other's nest. It's done. The party's over.
1: Okay, let's go to uh, Bob in Hamilton. Quickly, Bob, please. Yes,
3: I have one question. Uh, congratulations, Mr. Ford. Thank uh, you, Bob. Do, do you have a strategy to get people out to vote? Last election, apparently only 52% of eligible voters came out. If that happens, win is going to win again.
2: Yeah, well, I have the best strategy in the world. If you if you want a disastrous uh, provincial government that's going to tax you to death, then uh, either stay at home or go vote for win. If you want a prosperous region and get uh, Ontario making sure that we're the engine of Canada and we'll have this place booming. We'll have prosperity that this province has never seen before. Come out and vote for the PCs. Vote for your local candidate. Vote for Doug Ford because there's one person that's going to watch your your hard-earned tax dollars and that's Doug Ford.
1: Uh, Doug, uh, we are basically out of time, but before I let you go, I, I am tasked with getting a promise from you that uh, would you come back here when we have an event with uh, our affiliates at CARP, um, a town hall, or whatever it ends up being?
2: I, uh, You know, something? I, I love the, the folks from CARP, and, again, that, these are the people that built our province, built our city, brought, uh, built our country. And I have to tell you, Libby, There's no better response in any radio show I go on in the whole province than than your listeners. I'm not saying that. I've told my assistant that. I love going on your show, and I love your listeners.
1: Okay. Well, they seem to love you too, Doug.
2: Well, thank you so much, Libby, and and look forward to definitely coming on with the folks from CARP.
1: Okay. Uh, Congratulations again, and thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you. All the best.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. And uh, that's all the time we have, and uh, people, if you didn't have a chance uh, to get on, Free For All Friday is coming up, and I'm sure we'll be discussing this again and again and again. Uh, Right now, we break for traffic and news.